0: Right now, I'd like if you just stand up with me, I, I want us to read some scripture together. Brian's going to put up here on the screens, Matthew 6, verses 9 through 15. And I just want us to uh, read something that's probably very familiar to us, but I want you to notice maybe a little bit of what's in this uh, that we're talking about today. So uh, together, let's just uh, say this. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. All right. And then just want to read Ephesians, uh, it's chapter 4. Verses 30 and 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, your words are more powerful than mine will ever be. And so, Lord, I just take and and I just offer this to you, what's been read. And I pray that your spirit would begin to work today. And from here on forth, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you do things and work in people's hearts, touch people's lives in ways that I cannot as a human being. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Uh, just before I start, just why in the world would we talk about forgiveness? One thing I want to let you know is that forgiveness is one of those elementary things in the Christian faith. And if you want to be a Christ follower, meaning that you want to imitate jesus you want to be like him then this is a major thing spiritual maturity spiritual maturity is just being christ-like and so if you want to mature as a believer as a christ follower this is a key thing yet it's one of those things it's probably one of the most difficult things for our hearts to do and it's also so difficult for many of us to understand the forgiveness god has given to us through christ jesus and to understand that to the depths. But if we could get a grasp on this, it could really change the way we live and walk, and the way that we look at people around us, and the way that we interact as Christ's followers. There are also some words that I need to say before we even begin to talk about the subject of forgiveness. First of all, I know that many times when you hear about this, you you got these these people that will want to push you and say, You know, there's something in your life that there's been some sort of trouble or whatever. And and there's people that will push you and say, you need to take care of that. You need to go, you need to ask for forgiveness or you need to forgive that person. And they try to push you into that before your heart is ever even ready to do that. And what Sue talked about, from your heart, those are the words of Christ at the end of that parable. And, And that's real important. And so we're going to be talking about that some later next week about how our hearts can truly do that to forgive from our hearts. But today, I just want to take a big look at the idea of forgiveness, to look at God's forgiveness of us, and how that impacts how He wants us to forgive others. And so, the other thing I need to say to you, uh, for some of you here, before we ever get started, is, is that, first of all, I know that there are some of you here today that have been hurt, or stung, or devalued by the church or church people. I know that there have been a lot of stupid things that the church has done in the past and they're doing in the present. And I just want to stand here in the place of, of that person or people or the church that may have hurt you or stung you and whatever it may be, and I just want to say, forgive me. Forgive me. That is not Jesus. It's not Jesus. It's not... Those people that weren't acting in a Christ-like manner, they're acting very immature. And I just want to say, forgive me. And I don't expect an answer from you. And and I just want to say, I want to start with that. And you let that rest there with your heart and your mind. And and I hope that God will start using that and working that in your life. For other, others of you here who have been hurt or sinned against by other people in other ways. Those of you who are the victims, I just want to say that these next three weeks isn't about sweeping it under the rug. This isn't about like, eh, I'm sorry, and then, and then swept under the rug and, and you just leave your heart behind. We don't, we don't forget justice, okay? J- your sense of justice is right. That sense of justice comes from God. And so this isn't about sweeping something under the rug and pretending that it never happened, okay? But we'll talk more about that too. But I just, I just want to warn you here up front. And the other group of people here, I just want to say, for those of you who are perpetrators, you're the one who has wounded someone else. You have hurt. You have sinned against others. I, I want you to know that you can't demand forgiveness. You can't go around and say, well, come on. Forgive me. I said I'm sorry. You can't demand forgiveness. Forgiveness is given. Okay? And what I want you to understand is that today, maybe if you would listen, you could learn humility and remorse in a way that can be expressed appropriately. Right? For all of us here who are perpetrators of sinning against God. That's all of us. That's what the Bible says. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all screwed up. For all of us perpetrators here offending, who have offended God, I want to let you know that if we can truly understand the depths of God's forgiveness offered through Christ to our lives, and we can truly walk in the way of Jesus. And we will know true freedom. And that's the big thing that I want you to know today and the next coming days is that forgiveness brings Freedom. And it's what we need so bad. And we need to be able to walk in that freedom. And we need to walk in the way of Jesus. What is the way of Jesus? He summed it up in this love God, love people. Love God and love people. That is the main body of Jesus' teachings. They're summed up in that. Jesus said so in the Sermon on the Mount and other times. Matthew seven, twelve. He said, He gave us the golden rule: treat others the way you want to be treated. He said the Law of the Prophets is summed up in this, in the the Word. And he said also in Matthew 22, the same thing. Then the letter to the Galatians in the New Testament, it states that it is for freedom, that Christ has set us free. And that freedom we've been given is to be used to serve, not ourselves, but to walk in the way of Jesus, and to love others, and to love God. Some of you who have been going to church for a long time, you've forgotten about a forgiveness that is free and it's freely given. You've forgotten. You've forgotten about a forgiveness that sets you free. You're still trying to make yourself right with God by doing a list of good things. You need to listen today and remember how Christ forgave you, that you didn't earn it and you'll never earn it. If you live for any length of time with any kind of knowledge about people, you'll know that loving people is somewhere along the line is going to involve forgiveness. It is. Ephesians 4.32 tells us about forgiving each other just as Christ forgave us. How did Christ forgive you? That's the question. We ended last Sunday with the prodigal son. And we learned that story is really not named right. It should be the extravagant father. And the way we ended was this is a picture of the Father. His arms open wide, ready to embrace. Embrace of forgiveness and embrace of grace. Some of us can picture ourselves falling into that embrace of grace from the Father. But can you imagine your enemy, the one who has hurt you or sinned against you, also in that same embrace of the Father? What about you? embracing in grace your enemy, the perpetrator or the wounder of your heart. That's sometimes where you kind of catch your breath. That's sometimes where you kind of stiffen just a little if you really try to picture that in your mind. It might repulse some of us to think of that picture in our heads. Yet the God of of the cross, He's actually seriously asking us to entertain that thought. He really is. Everyone thinks the idea of forgiveness is a beautiful idea until we're the ones who need to do it. That's that's the way it works. In my house, we know there are certain words that need to be said when someone has hurt someone else. Usually the words, I'm sorry mean that I'm not really ready to say the words that need to be said, uh, say the words, please forgive me. Usually uh, with my wife, when I say I'm sorry, it means I'm regretful that I hurt you and that you're hurt, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to recognize or admit my fault or my wrongdoing in this matter. (laughs) That's what I'm sorry means. It means give me some time and I'll be able to say those words, forgive me, And really mean it from my heart. But yet, right now, I can't. Forgive me means, in my house, it means I admit I did something wrong. And I did it against you. And I wish I hadn't. But I can't go back in time and change it. I'm indebted to you. Will you wipe out the debt that I owe you? Please. That's what forgive me means. In my family. In our house. Debt is a real interesting word. That was used when Jesus uh, sometimes used in the translation of the Lord's Prayer, in saying, "Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors." But I think it's a great picture and a great connotation in how a sinner is connected to the one that they've sinned against. You know the story that 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 Sue shared with us about it really showed the connection between the sinner and the one sinned against and God. And that there is a debt that occurs between the three that is owed one to the one who was who sinned against and then owed to God. And Sue did a great job in sharing that story. I'm not going to repeat it. But I just want you to emphasize and say again, at the end of that story, when, when the CEO, the king, the, the master, when he, when he finds out that one of his underlings has not forgiven another co-worker and, and forgiven the debt. He is furious. He is just furious. And because of that, he he has this he has this the CEO, this this other guy who works under him that, that owes him the million dollars. He has him thrown in prison. And as he's being hauled off to jail, he says that why didn't you show mercy? Why didn't you show mercy? And then Jesus, at the end of this story, says, in the same way, the Father will say the same thing. If you do not forgive from your heart. Is this important to God? Yeah, it is. Now, here's a picture for you that I want to show you. That, that sin is really like a chain. It really is. And so, and Jesus said this in, in John eight thirty four. He says that whoever sins is a slave to sin. And Romans 12, 1 says, talks about this too says that sin so easily entangles keeps us from running walking in the way of Jesus many times when I sin it doesn't affect anybody else but me and the one I sinned against which is God he's the one I offended so the chain is between me and him I'm indebted to him That's where the debt is owed. When I come to the Lord in true humility and I ask His forgiveness, here's what happens the chains come off. Forgiveness is there. 1 John 1 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us and purify us from all unrighteousness. He says He'll do that. Debt canceled. Change removed. Now, God didn't just sweep that under the rug, though. I want you to know that. What I, when I sinned against God, He didn't sweep it under the rug. Somebody had to pay for that debt. Somebody did. And you know who that is. That's Jesus. And, and this whole idea of God showing me mercy, yet at the same time, not forgetting justice is a huge thing. It's kind of like the story of the Native American chief. Who was uh, he? Was a very just man and a very merciful man. And he, in his tribe, he uh, had uh, these laws that were for the tribe and governing them, and so that people would, their tribe could survive and work together. One time, there was found out that there was someone who had stolen from another member of the tribe, and the law was that if someone was caught stealing from another member of the tribe, they'd be wrapped and chained to a post and then they'd get one of their strongest warriors with the whip, and they'd be lashed. Well, the chief said, bring, bring the person to me it was stolen. And when they bring the person before the chief, it's his mother. And the chief is kind of befuddled. He doesn't know what to do. And he struggles with this because he knows, I mean, this is his mother. He should show love to her. But yet at the same time, if he doesn't show, show justice... He'd be be biased. It wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be right. What does he do? All the people in the tribe start talking about it. They're wondering, what is this man, what is the chief going to do? Well, next day, has his mother go up, wraps her arms around the post. Her back is stripped bare and get one of the strongest warriors. He pulls back the whip, getting ready to lash her. And then he says, stop. Then he takes off his shirt and he goes up and wraps his arms around his mother and then he says, let it begin. And then he takes the beating from the warrior, the lashes. And that's what Christ did and what God did through Christ. He didn't sweep the sin, the wrongdoing under the rug. It still had to be punished. But Christ was the one who wrapped himself around us on the cross and he paid the price where God the Father could still show us mercy. He wanted to, but He could still take care of justice. And that's how Christ forgave us. That's how we are forgiven. Someone has to pay the debt that you owe. Did you know that in the language in Jesus' day, that when a debt was paid in full, what they wrote or stamped on the receipt... It is finished. You know what the last words that Jesus said on the cross? It is finished. The debt has been paid, it's canceled. And now, because the debt has been paid, the chain has been removed. And we can say, Lord, I run in the path of your commands because you have set my heart free. You've set me free. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Now, I need someone to help me with this. I need, uh, hey, Isaac, you come up here. I need someone to help me with this, show you what happens when we walk in that freedom and we walk in the way of Christ. And uh, come up right over here, Isaac. Here's what uh, happens someone does me wrong, someone hurts me. And that's what happens there. They sin against me. And when they sin, it's also sin against God. It's an offense. And when they sin, there's a debt owed to me. But here's the deal. If I'm walking in the way of Christ, here's what can happen. And again, I want you to know, so far, I've done nothing wrong. I've done nothing wrong in this situation. This guy right here hurt me, sinned against me. But if, when my heart can say the words that need to be said to God and to the person who has done me wrong, I'm free. And I forgive as Christ has forgiven. And when I do that, there's what happens. I'm free. I'm free. When I can say, forgive me. I'm not chained to this person anymore. And there might be some things that that person needs to say to God. But I'm free. I'm no longer changing this person. Let me uh, tell you just another example here. I, I think this is what happens, though, when our heart gets stuck and we can't move to that place where we need to say those words. And we get stuck in that place where we keep on doing damage assessment. And there is time for that. There is time to assess the damage of what somebody has done to my heart in wounding me. And so I can really say the words, forgive me. If I, if I say the words flippantly, ah, forgive me, and I don't really assess the damage that's done to my heart, you know what happens later? Later on, I start realizing, wow, there was, there was some cost to what that person did to me. Here's, here's, this really wounded me in certain ways, and, and I'm, I'm starting to find I'm angry. And then then you start dealing with all these things that you didn't realize were there. You've got to take time to assess the damage in your own heart and be able to take those to God. But here's what happens sometimes when we get stuck in that. And we just keep assessing. We just keep going over and over the hurts, the wounds. And we can't get past that stage. Well, this person sins against me. I won't let go of it. And when I won't let go of it, what happens here, I'm not walking in the way of Christ, not walking in love, not walking in forgiveness, then I offend God. Because instead of loving, I start hating. There's malice in my heart. There's bitterness in my heart. And I'm chained. And that's the power of unforgiveness. You know, say that this person, and I'll give you another example. Say this person was my dad. And my dad did something to me that really hurt me. And I say, you know what? I'm not going to let this go. I'm just so angry. He doesn't deserve mercy. He doesn't deserve forgiveness. You know what? I'm just never going to associate with him. This whole idea that we have this sense of justice and we want that person to pay. And so we think, I won't forgive and that will make them pay. And I'll walk away from that person and it will make them pay. But you know who pays? We do. We end up stuck. We're not stuck to that person, chained to him, because we can't forgive. You know, a lot of times I, I see this happen over and over in families, especially. And like if this was my dad and I wouldn't forgive. And I, I would say things like, I don't ever want to be like that man. You know what happens when I can't forgive and I say those words? I become exactly like him. It's like I'm just drawn into it. And even though I want to resist and say, no, no. It's like the sin has just got me captured. And I do. I become just like them. And that is the power of unforgiveness and sin. But let me tell you about the power of forgiveness. And I want to tell you, there's a, there's a girl that I know of. Her name is Carrie. and a similar situation where she was wounded by her father. And uh, her dad said things to her over a lifetime that most people, if you heard what was said to her, you would just say, walk away. Just walk away from that man and don't ever look back. But she was a Christ follower. And she knew that Christ wanted her to forgive as he had forgave. And so she understood the depth of Christ's forgiveness in her own life. And she knew that she needed to reciprocate that to others. So because it wasn't safe for her to talk to her father, she went and took a friend. And uh, they went off and just took a day, went down by a river, And Carrie, what she did was she just kind of went over in her head and she assessed the damage. And she said, this is is a moment I remember when my father really hurt me and really wounded me with the things he said. And then she would turn to to God and just say, God, with all earnestness on my heart, I forgive him for that instance. And she spent the whole day just going over every instance that she could remember and just asking God... And saying, I, I forgive him, Lord, forgive me and, and remove the bitterness of my heart. And as she did that, there'd be moments where I, I think that's it. And she'd go, oh, oh, wait a minute. No, there's one more. And the reason that she went through that whole day was because she wanted the next time she was with her father, if he hurt her again, he wa- she wanted just to be able to forgive him of that one thing and not have to forgive him of a whole lifetime of sins and wrongs. And it made it so much easier for her. But i tell you what happened when she did that. When she went to the Lord, here's what happened. The The sin, it was removed. She was free. She could walk in the way of Jesus. Walk in love. Loving God and loving the people around her. You know what? In the next year and a half, it changed the way that she interacted with her dad. And it changed it so much that a year and a half later at a Christmas party with all his doctor friends standing around, he broke down and said, Carrie, I am so proud of you. You've been such a good daughter to me. And I've said so many things to hurt you. Would you please forgive me? You know what Carrie could say at that point? She could say, Dad, I already have. I already have. Now, when she did that, there are some people that think, there are some theologians that think, because of what Christ said in John 20, that when we forgive, the Lord forgives. And that's pretty amazing. What happened to that father? Father? Is he's set free too. It's an amazing thing. And He's not far from the kingdom of God. He's not far from the kingdom of heaven. Forgiveness is powerful. Forgiveness can change people and change lives. Thank you, buddy. I'm going back. I know that for some... You really want to take steps towards this kind of freedom. And this freedom is good. But you're not sure where to start. And a lot of what I'm saying today just raises more questions for some of you. I know it does. Questions like, what if the other person is a Christ follower or even claims to be a, a Christian? What if the person who sinned against me is, is dead or, or they, I don't even know their name or, or they moved away and I don't know how to contact them? What if, What if I'm the perpetrator? What if I'm the wounder and the one I sinned against refuses even to communicate with me? What do I do? Or what if it's physically dangerous for me to make contact with the person who hurt me and sinned against me? Or there are a hundred other probably valid questions that come up in your mind. And we'll try to talk about some of that in the next couple of weeks. But what I want to say today and what I want you to know today is that you can start the process of forgiveness. It may be just reflecting on the depth of Christ's love and His forgiveness in your own life. It may be just taking a day and assessing the damage to your heart. But if you desire to walk in the way of Jesus, loving God and loving people, the Lord can enable you to do what Jesus did. You know what He did? He's laying there getting the nails pounded into His arms and into His legs. He said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. He wasn't waiting for these people to feel sorry and be repentant for putting nails in His hands and, and putting them up on a cross. He started forgiving right then at that moment. And you know, the phrase, for you have set my heart free, it was that verse, Psalm 119. I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. Sometimes that's translated says, for you have enlarged my heart. And I know that there may be moments where you say, man, I just don't have it in me to forgive the person that hurt me or forgive those people. But maybe today, maybe today is just acknowledging that before God and saying, God, I don't have the capacity to forgive. But Lord, could you please give me the capacity? Enlarge my heart. May you fill it up more with your love. And your grace, so I might extend it to another. maybe that's what you could say today in honesty from your heart. you know if you've experienced the depth of the Lord's forgiveness, you can do that but if you haven't what I'm talking about today it just isn't going to make sense. it's going to seem really stupid and and if that's at the place where where you just don't understand the depth of Christ's love, then I, I pray that you would today you would ask God silently in your, in your mind and your heart, God, help me to understand the depth of your forgiveness in my life. Because I know that there are many of us, I think, are just so tired, so tired of the chains, so tired of being enslaved by that. And all we want to do is just pick up those chains and just throw them down and say, it is finished. The debt is paid. It's canceled. It's done. I forgive. I'm done with this. I'm done. I know today you may not be able to say those, ready to say those words, but that's okay for now. But if you know that you desire that, and you want to be forgiving like you forgave, then as a symbol of that, what we're going to do, I'm going to, Nate, if you can come up here, he's going to be playing a song. And as he's playing that song, as a symbol of saying. I, I want to start, start taking steps towards being able to forgive like Christ forgave. And I want you to come up here and uh, I'm going to throw out this chain out here on the floor. And what I'd like you to do is come up here and you can just take... got these big bolt cutters up here. So this is kind of one of those active things here you got to do. But you can take it and you can just snip off a little portion. And I pray that you'll take it home and keep it as a symbol and a reminder saying, Lord, I want to take steps in moving towards forgiving like you forgave. And I hope one day when you're ready to say the words that you'll be able to to hold this with you. And when you're able to say those words to the people that maybe hurt you or wounded you, you'll be able to take this and just throw it down and say, it's finished. The debt's paid, paid in full debt canceled it's over it's gone so Nate's gonna play I'm just gonna pray right now and as he plays if you, adults if you'd like to come up and do this kids what i like you to do kids you got those paper chains that you made you, got, you hang on to those and if as a little kid you're saying I want to forgive like Christ forgave you take those chains and you just bust them tear them apart say, it's finished, it's finished alright and I pray, Lord what you've done is so amazing so great, you've given us freedom it is for freedom that you have set us free, Lord I pray that we'll not want to wrap ourselves up in chains again chains of sin and unforgiveness Lord I pray that you'd help us to know how to do this Lord as part of loving people And Lord, I know that there's sometimes we get some thoughts of certain people and it makes us want to stiffen and take a breath because we're not sure we can do it. But Lord, we pray, enlarge in our hearts. Give us the capacity to forgive like you forgave. Because some of us right now just don't have it. Lord, I pray that this church, that we could mature and be Christ-like and be people that walk in your ways and walk in forgiveness. In Jesus' name. Amen.